Sally Winley is with me now for the Rural News. Kia ora, Sally. Farmers are being reminded to declare animal movements. Yes, they are. This comes after a Waikato dairy company was fined over $32,000 for failing to declare hundreds of animal movements. Rangatoto Dairies, which has a farm near Tikawiti, moved 910 cattle onto its farm without declaring it through the NAIT scheme between July and October in 2020. It pled guilty to one charge under the National Animal Identification and Tracing Act and was fined in the Tikawiti District Court. Ministry for Primary Industries spokesperson Stefan Halberg says this should send a strong message to all farmers that compliance with the system is a top priority. Mr Halberg says it only takes one animal to potentially cause a biosecurity problem and this conviction comes after moving hundreds of them. And it's official, the health benefits of sheep milk and particularly New Zealand sheep milk is superior to cows. Research from the University of Auckland and Liggins Institute shows local sheep milk contains more nutrients than cows and it's also free from bacteria. Dr Amber Milan says for the first time human trials have been undertaken and used milk is the winner a glass-for-glass comparison digestion of sheep milk relative to cow's milk. And we did that um, sort of after a single a single glass serve in, in 30 women and looked at the amounts of proteins, fats that were available in circulation following the single glass. And what we found was that because of the higher amounts of essential amino acids, so the proteins required to to build muscle that are in sheep milk, we found that that actually translated to what we saw in circulation. So after having a glass of sheep milk, people get more of the proteins more quickly um, from sheep milk than they would from cow milk. They get more of these fatty acids that are really easy to digest and some of the, the other nutrients that are available. Dr Milan says sheep milk contains a higher level of minerals and can be digested more quickly than cow's milk, so it's a great source of energy. She says there's also a lot of exciting development going on with regard to how it can be processed for consumers. New Zealand has quite a unique climate for raising animals, and so I think that's brought on a lot of innovation um, in the ways that sheep are being raised in New Zealand and making it suitable to the conditions in New Zealand, but also thinking about the way that we, we feed our animals, so more pasture grazing, and, and how we can um, adapt that to make a productive sheep milk uh, you know, industry within New Zealand. And I think there's already evidence that this has been successful in terms of we've got um, exports of sheep milk um, from New Zealand going to Australia and China. I think it's a really exciting area for growth, and I think that the research that we're doing into understanding the human health benefits, understanding how sheep milk can be processed so that it can be more widely accessible to consumers is a really exciting way to also support the growth of the industry within New Zealand. And there's more. Dr Amber Milan says the high level of total solids in sheep milk results in it making more cheese per volume compared to cow's milk, resulting in less waste. And on to cow's milk. It's been a slower start to the new milk season with production down due to wet weather. New figures from the Dairy Companies Association show milk production for June was down 1.8% on a tonnage basis compared to the same month last year. And for milk solids, the year-on-year decline was 0.4%. 
but despite the drop, it's still the second largest June milk production on record. Jardin Head of Derivatives Mike McIntyre says the dip is not surprising as bad weather around the country has curbed grass growth. I don't think we could read too much into it. Obviously, this is the nadir of, of production for the year. Maybe it starts to send a signal that the North Island especially may be a bit slower starting, just given the amount of rain we've seen. But obviously, also, what you have to take into consideration is that it's lapping one of the strongest ever June collections been last year's. So I think all in all, and it's probably a little early to point to anything definitive, but you know, certainly production's still well up there given where we started at the start of the year. What are your predictions for the rest of the season? <clears throat> I think the season goes a lot better than what we've seen in the last two in terms of collections. Milk price will eventually ensure that that we see a rationalisation in the amount of milk produced, just because it's below the break-even of most New Zealand uh, dairy farmers. Uh, But I would say is with the rain we've had in recent times, both in the North and in the South Island, uh, that should be plenty of pasture to start the season, albeit in isolated places such as the Waikato, where they've perhaps had too much to to see the season start with any sort of uh, gusto. Mike McIntyre says with costs rising and the milk price sitting at lower levels, it's set to be a tough season for dairy farmers. A second warm winter in a row means some kiwi fruit vines are not getting their much-needed winter chill. Many fruit trees require a cold period of winter chilling to produce fruit, but NIWA records show June's temperatures were on average 1.4 degrees above normal, making it one of the warmest winters in over a century. Bay of Plenty horticultural consultant Sandy Scarrow says last year the region's kiwifruit had poor flowering because of the warm temperatures, and this year is even worse. Ms Scarrow says some orchards could find yields are down a quarter, and that's before hail, rain or frosts during the growing season. We'll just have fewer flowers, and given you an example from our orchard, so typically we get 1.6 flowers to winter bud, which is a key indicator of of how effective the winter chill and other things we've done over winter has been. And last year we got 1.2 flowers per winter bud, so that's a 25% decrease in your yield right from the start. It also impacts on the date of bud burst, so bud burst is likely to be later, so that condenses the whole season. I mean, I've, I've been lying awake worrying about it. Sandy Scarrow says it's hoped a cold snap in the next fortnight will provide some winter chill and time to improve their flower set. Meanwhile, further south in rain-sodden and cloud-covered Hawke's Bay, there is a silver lining for orchardists. Horticulture consultant Jonathan Brook says such days are preferred over cracking frosts. Well, it's interesting that a lot of people think about winter chilling and think about the fantastic Hawke's Bay summer days, uh, winter days where there's a big frost and then a, a beautiful sunny day afterwards. But um, what actually ends up working better for winter chilling is low temperatures below sort of 10 degrees but above zero. So, um, you know, from a winter chill point of view, these horrible, claggy, uh, wet days and nights that we've been having have actually been adding to the winter chills. And it's even better news in the South Island where pip and stone fruit growers say winter has provided enough cold days for their crops to set good flower volumes heading into spring. Rural people in the Auckland region are getting a slap on the hand from police. 
Farmers and lifestyle blockers are being reminded to properly secure fences after an increase in complaints about animals wandering onto roads in western areas. Senior Sergeant Roger Small says over the last month they've received 36 calls about animals in Waitamata, ranging from miniature ponies to herds of cattle and chickens. He wants landowners to monitor their fences and gates while stock are grazing in paddocks next to roads. Senior Sergeant Small says wayward animals could cause accidents, particularly at night when they are hard to see. And he warns that charges can be laid against the animal owners. And that's the rural news for today. Kao pai tera.